Oramai. Good morning. This is Judith Lay welcoming you to Manx Radio and to the podcast of this week's edition of At Your Service. Manx Radio. And on today's programme, marking the start of Mental Health Awareness Week, Ruth Rice returns with all kinds of things on her mind. We say happy 50th to Graham Kendrick and even take a sneak peek at next week's programme. But today's biggest story is the offer of a unique experience in Peel, entitled Light in the Darkness, Peace Among Chaos. We'll find out more in a few moments. But for sure, the people of Ukraine need some light in their darkness now. So let's start this morning with a little space for prayer or reflection. For all Ukrainians suffering physically and mentally, and for Russian people caught up against their wishes in this wickedly unfair war, that somehow peace will prevail. Amelia Anisovich, a seven-year-old Ukrainian girl, was videoed singing Let It Go from the Disney film Frozen, despite being in a bunker in Kyiv. Shortly after, Amelia's grandmother took her and her siblings and fled to Poland, where once again Amelia has been singing, this time at a charity concert where she performed the national anthem Ukraine's Glory and Freedom Are Not Dead Yet. Amelia's parents, Lilia and Roman, are still in Kyiv. As we listen to Amelia sing, let's pause and pray that Jesus, unjustly killed yet risen and alive again on Easter Day, will be a beacon of hope and a source of strength for the people of Ukraine at this most dreadful time in their history.
seven-year-old Amelia Anisovich singing the Ukrainian national anthem, followed by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra playing the same anthem at the start of a recent concert in the Royal Albert Hall as an act of solidarity with the Ukrainian people. Light in our darkness, peace amongst chaos, is both a plea for our world and the theme for a day centred around our cathedral in Peel. It's next Saturday, May the 14th, and on Friday I popped into the cathedral to find out all about it, from Rosemary Clark, who is heavily involved in the organisation of the day. It's called Cathedrals at Night, and it's part of a whole European-wide initiative that started in France. And cathedrals right the way across Europe will be opening after dark for people to come and just experience what it's like to be in an awe-inspiring building. So some cathedrals are absolutely huge and you walk in through the door and you just go, wow. Ours is much more intimate and friendly, um, but we still hope that people who've never had the opportunity or made the opportunity to come will come and find out what it's like inside, meet some of us and be engaged in a whole variety of different things, starting at half past four with activities for children and carrying right on until 10 o'clock when we're closing with a short, quiet service. I think you're absolutely right that people, perhaps even people who live in Peel, walk past the cathedral, come down to catch a bus, walk down into town, but maybe haven't got the time or maybe think, I must stop sometime. And of course, it's not just the cathedral here, it's the gardens as well that really are a big attraction. That's right. And of course, many people have enjoyed walking through them. But we have a little guide. And so it's possible to learn something of the multi-layers that have gone in of thinking that have gone into the creation of the gardens. The other evening we had the bard and the youth bard who are both writing poetry for us coming to experience the cathedral at night and um, I said you know would you like to see the gardens first because there was still a little bit of light and they said no no we want to come in and experience the building first. So much later on after dark we walked around the gardens So I know that it's possible to enjoy the gardens even after dark. Now, one of my colleagues is involved in this. This is Howard Parkin, the astronomer. And if the skies are are right, if they're clear skies, he's going to be offering some guided tour of the skies, isn't he? I guess it does depend on the weather. But certainly he's coming. He's going to be here at half past seven. And he's got a, a talk which he's calling Stardust. And so whether it's inside or outside, it should be a really interesting occasion. You have got a part of the garden that's dedicated to looking at the stars, haven't you? So you can, you can just relax in there and look at the skies. Now, that's really interesting you've expressed it like that because it is called the sky seat so that you can go down and you're surrounded by lovely wooden beams and so that your focus is up on the sky. But until you said that, I hadn't thought about it being a night sky. I just thought about sitting in it in the daytime, in the sunshine perhaps, and just being reflective. But that's a great idea. You mentioned briefly there that the Bard and the Youth Bard have been into the cathedral. Are they going to be involved on Saturday? Well, I'm waiting for the results of their time here in the cathedral. The Bard, unfortunately, is elsewhere, but is happy for somebody else to read what he is writing. The Youth Bard will be with us. John Dog Collister, who was a previous Bard, he's written something and he's going to come and read that. We've got three people from our congregation already who have written things. Anybody is welcome to either bring something that they have written or 
a poem that they just enjoy. So again, bearing in mind our themes of light and darkness, of chaos and of peace, people are more than welcome to bring something either to read themselves or somebody else to read. And that's going to be at about quarter past nine in the evening. Now, we've got a timetable, but it's flexible. But if people want to come for poetry, that's the time to aim for. Anglican priest Reverend Ruth Walker is the curate at the cathedral, and she too is working hard on preparations for the day. I'm going to talk to Reverend Ruth Walker now, who's come complete with her small carrier bag that says on it, let's get to work. Is this your dinner, Ruth? (laughs) No, this is not my dinner. This is one of the sounds you might hear as you come through the cathedral early on on Saturday. That's a bag of Lego, because one of our activities is going to be a Lego challenge, and there will be mega blocks for the younger children as well. Our theme for the evening is going to be light in the darkness and peace amongst chaos. So we're going to give them a random bag of Lego. We're going to ask the children to create something on the theme of light. Um, Other things that might be happening, other noises you might hear when you come into the cathedral... Well, I hope you will hear the kettle boiling because they're going to be refreshments and simple food. Um, There might be chatter at the craft table. There could be silence as people are studying, doing a jigsaw, a community jigsaw. And there's also children's jigsaws. You might hear a story being told in the story corner or people just having a little bit of peace and quiet, looking at the stained glass windows. Um, What else could you hear? You might be able to smell jacket potatoes, I hope. And there could be some oohs and ahs at the um, Manx Crazy Golf, which we're going to have out. Um, Some people might be just cafe-style watching, seeing what's going on. Uh, But the evening will change, the the mood will change as the evening progresses. The lovely thing about this cathedral and all cathedrals is that there's space for so much to go on. And I think something that, that you said that cafe style, people might just want to sit and watch. There is no pressure for anybody to join in anything at all. And nobody will sidle up to them and start asking awkward questions or, or coaxing them to do, to do things, except perhaps have a cup of tea. And I think that's really important to come through, isn't it, Ruth? Certainly, nobody will be pressured to do anything. We want to show that the cathedrals are sacred spaces, but they are common ground. So it's everybody's cathedral, and we'd like you to see that there are not just services, although that's our root, worship of God, and that's our basis. There's so much more. Um, We want people to know that the cathedral is to be enjoyed and see ways that the space could be used. And even when we have our short services, nobody would be pressured to join in. They could simply observe. Just going back to something that you said about the theme, calm and chaos... And there's no doubt about it. If you look at your ministry in general as, as a priest here, there's a lot of people in chaos, aren't there, Ruth? There's a lot of uncertainty, uncertainty about the future. We don't attempt to offer pat answers, but we're willing to be alongside people. We're hoping to offer some ways of peace amidst the chaos, not saying that the chaos and the darkness and the difficulties don't exist. But for a Christian, the presence of God in those difficulties is key but for other people they may just want to absorb the calm atmosphere of the cathedral whatever name they give to it
Dr. Peter Littman is Director of Music at the Cathedral and works hard to maintain a high standard of choral singing. So what, I wondered, is his involvement on Saturday? The whole idea behind the event is twofold. is one for people to come and experience the cathedral, but also for the cathedral to show what we have and to showcase what we've got. Um, so one of the things that we'll be doing, the choruses will be taking part and singing a short service of light at half past five. Slightly different from usual because we'll be singing it from the middle of the nave, which will be clear. Uh, we'll be joined by a flautist and we're hoping to just experience a completely new acoustic to showcase what we do. Besides the choristers, other musical events, there's quite an exciting installation happening at various points across the evening and that's uh, Cameron Skidmore who's a UCM student that I've been working with and he's going to be producing a kind of sound light dynamic installation which will be happening at 15 minute intervals across the evening for people to experience. It's all about really experiencing the space, experiencing candle light, experiencing sound and experiencing kind of awe and wonder that aspect of the cathedral which is is not easy to appreciate in Peel because we're not a, a huge cathedral but once the space is cleared I think people will be amazed to see what can be done. It's something very different it isn't something that you've done before and I think it's very difference will attract people I think it's something not to be missed and of course the lovely thing is about it going on for so long you can come in for as little or as much as you can manage it's, it's not saying well I can't be at half past seven so I'm going to miss it all come early or come later and there will be something going on won't there? Absolutely and it's uh, we talk about music and we talk about sound but the other aspect uh, which I'm interested in in this space is silence and there'll be periods of silence periods of reflective silence for people just to experience and wash themselves in the building and in that space and in the atmosphere which is just as important as the music really. I was talking to somebody just recently who said that they never miss choral evensong on a Sunday afternoon. What music do you provide normally outside of this very special day on Saturday? So outside this special day, during term time, the choristers sing Evensong every single Sunday at 3.30, a short half an hour service. And that's a service really, it's, it's about coming and letting the, the music and letting the word of God just wash over you and be part of a tradition that extends right back to monastic times. Even though we're in a Victorian building, we still have a daily cycle of prayer here, which exists from, from early monastic times. And, and we still do that and be part of that tradition. Reverend Ruth mentioned that food is available, as well as crafts, games and so much more. But the publicity also says that it's a completely free event. The whole evening is free of charge, there's no entry fee, no fee for any of the crafts or activities. Um, for food, if people are in a position to be able to make a small donation, that would be great. But nobody must stay away because they can't pay for a meal. The Cathedral at Night event, a chance for all of us to immerse ourselves in the culture and spirituality of this beautiful building, is next Saturday the 14th of May from half past four on Saturday afternoon until half past ten that same night.
And my thanks to Cathedral Curate Reverend Ruth Walker, Director of Music Dr Peter Littman and Event Coordinator Rosemary Clark for talking to me about it. There's a rough timetable of all the events that'll be on offer in the Cathedral next Saturday on the Cathedral's Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com and search for Cathedral Isle of Man. And it's also on the homepage of the Cathedral's website, cathedral.im. In 1972, a young bearded singer-songwriter released an album that would mark the start of a journey that now celebrates its 50th year. The album was called Footsteps on the Sea, and the notes on the album cover say, Graham Kendrick is a man who lives his life through Jesus. Fifty years later, singer-songwriter and worship leader Graham Kendrick is still doing just that. And to celebrate this special anniversary, Graham has collaborated with the very talented singer and producer Jake Isaac to record an EP of story songs that includes a new version of the song that started it all, Simon's Song, also known as Footsteps on the Sea. Footsteps on the sea And nets upon the sand Seabirds flying free The sower sows his land Mm -hmm. I was only singing songs of Beloved sails and sea Mending nets on yellow sand When my brother said to me See who walks the shore Yonder by the tree One who walks so tall A preacher man is he I was only singing songs Beloved sails and sea Mending nets on yellow sand When he came up to me Eyes that bore the sea A thousand ages old Fixed their gaze on me A thousand tales were Later on the tide came in and washed my nets away And shadows long heard a fisherman's song But my bed it empty Simon's 
Christmas Song, a refreshed version written and performed there by Graham Kendrick to celebrate his 50 years spreading the message of Jesus through his music. And that song takes Graham back to the days of narrative storytelling, when coffee bars and folk clubs were his venue of choice, and communicating the message of Jesus came through just his acoustic guitar and the crafted lyrics of his songs. The anniversary EP is called Where It Began, and Graham has written all four tracks on it. The Darkness features Graham with Loreen Cato, Four Days, where Graham is joined by Lucy Grimble, Sisters, reflecting on the story of sisters Martha and Mary, and Simon's Song, which we've just heard. And all the tracks feature Graham on guitar. Where It Began is available on all the usual streaming and download platforms. The easiest way is probably to take a look at the website where there are links to all Graham's music. The address is very simple, grahamkendrick.co.uk I was only singing songs of billowed sails and sea Mending nets on yellow sand When he said Follow me Manx-born Ruth Rice left the island some years ago and lives with her husband and family in the UK, but treasures her Manx roots and comes back regularly to spend time with her parents in Ramsey. About 12 years ago, she had a breakdown, and as she gradually rebuilt her own mental health, she realised the value of a place where it's okay to not be okay. And so, renew well-being emerged. Café-style spaces where everyone is welcomed, supported and gently encouraged to find their own pathway to mental health. Earlier this year, Ruth published a book, the A to Z of Wellbeing, a collection of suggestions and ideas to help us find our own peace and wholeness. After that, I challenged Ruth to write the A to Z of Ruth, what she's learned about her own mental health. Ruth firmly believes in not telling others what they should or shouldn't be doing, instead offering suggestions to try based on her own experiences. As we start Mental Health Awareness Week, it seems a good moment to welcome Ruth back, starting at letter A in the A to Z of Ruth. I don't know about you, but um, I struggled when I wasn't well, mentally and emotionally unwell, with rubbish questions. Well meant, but rubbish questions. Things like, are you all right now? Or how are you? just too difficult to answer you know big questions with massive answers that the person who's asking you doesn't really have time to listen to the answer even if they really wanted it i wonder whether there's better questions we can ask so things like do you want tea or coffee or maybe do you want to do a jigsaw or do you want to do this coloring in so in our renew spaces which are well-being cafes towards better mental health, we're learning to ask better questions. In fact, there was somebody recently who was struggling and I said, what would be a good question to ask you? And they said, why do people always have to ask questions? Why can't they just be pleased to see me? So I wonder what's a good question that you wouldn't mind somebody asking you at any point in time? I just wonder whether some of the questions we ask each other, we don't really want the answers to. So A... Ask better questions that will help your mental health and maybe someone else's as well. 
Thank you, Ruth Rice, creator of the Renew Wellbeing Charity, which supports and trains groups, usually within churches, to create cafe-style spaces where it's okay to be not okay, where mental health is the priority and everyone is helped to find their own personal toolkit for peace and wholeness. And there are Renew Wellbeing spaces on the island, in Peel in the Methodist Church opposite the Centenary Centre and at the Well, part of Broadway Baptist Church here in Douglas. Looking after our mental health has never been so important and it can often be improved by very simple changes to our lifestyle or way of thinking. Ruth will be back here in coming weeks with more survival techniques from her own journey. Paul Martin is on a journey too. He's originally from the island, but 23 years ago moved to the United States. Based in Missouri, he's deeply involved in Celebrate Recovery, a Christ-centered 12-step recovery program for anyone struggling with hurt, pain or addiction of any kind. Like Renew Wellbeing, Celebrate Recovery is a safe place to find community and freedom from the issues that are controlling our life. Well, Celebrate Recovery is a faith-based recovery program. John Baker was actually a functioning alcoholic, but he was also a man of faith, and he wanted to talk about his struggles with alcohol at the time, and he also wanted to talk about his faith, but he couldn't talk about it. So he wrote a small letter to his pastor, 13 pages of single-spaced letter, and said, Pastor, somebody needs to go run with this. And his pastor read this, and his pastor said, That's a great idea, John. Why don't you go do it? So he did. And 30 years later, over 7 million lives have been touched by Celebrate Recovery. Now, the kicker is only 29% of that 7 million lives has been drugs and alcohol. Because, as John Baker would quite gladly tell you himself if you were alive today, his alcohol use was actually a symptom of mental health, was actually an anxiety issue. You know, a good friend of mine said this to me a few years ago, and it's not the bottle that is going to make me relapse. It is the state or the lack of my mental health. Our mental health can determine our decisions, can determine the way we look at life, and can be so, so impactful, but yet we ignore it. And you can meet Paul Martin here on the programme next week. We'll discover more about him and what he's learned through his work with Celebrate Recovery. But that's almost all that we have time for this morning, so let's finish with a look at our notice board. Today is the second day of National Mill Weekend, so a chance to visit Kentraw Mill. This historic building will be open, with the mill running, today from 11am to 5pm. Admission is free, but donations would be welcome for the mission agency USPG to support their humanitarian efforts in Ukraine and its neighbouring countries. The mill can be reached by turning inland at the Shaw Hotel in Port Erin or by following the Croity Cayley Road near Colby. Looking now to the week ahead and the traditional post-guild concert returns to St John's Methodist Church Hall this Wednesday at half past seven. Lots of this year's guild talent will be back on stage to entertain with songs, instrumental solos, spoken word and more. I have the pleasure of being the compere and Gareth Moore is the accompanist. Admission is £8, including a delicious country supper. Pay at the door. Everyone is welcome. There's coffee and chat in St Thomas's Church on Finch Road here in Douglas this Friday at half past ten.
and Arbury Church are holding their annual Spring Fair next Saturday the 14th. It'll be held in Arbury Parish Hall in Ballabeg from 2 until 4pm. Mrs Michelle Barwood will open the fair where there'll be lots of interesting stalls plus strawberry cream scones and walks around the lovely Parville Garden. This is always a very popular event with a warm welcome for everyone. And last but by no means least, the Cool Methodist Chapel invites you to an afternoon tea with plant sale. That's also this Saturday the 14th. It's from 2 until half past 4 in the Cool Sunday School Hall and admission is just £4. In addition to plant stalls, there'll also be homemade cakes on sale and bric-a-brac stalls, as well as that delicious afternoon tea. And that's all that we have time for now, but I'll be back in the studio tonight from 9 with Sundown. Easy listening music to round off your weekend, and I'd love you to join me if you can. Do please email me if you've got items for the notice board or you'd like to request a favourite hymn. My address is judithlay at manxradio.com. So, till whenever we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for listening and I wish you and those you love a truly blessed week and a very good morning. The Nation Station makes ready.